I'm in the big leagues, told them don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston, ayy, feelin' like Whitney. I need a bag, bruh, send it through quickly. I'm making his dog, like I'm in the big leagues. Told him that I gotta go, dog. I'm riding the road, y'all. I think that I'm back in my bag now. So I need that go, y'all. Got hits when he throw in the fastball. Just too quick for it, peeling off like the whip orange. Seen the effort, this piss poor. I got too much, I gotta tend to. Car payments and the rent due. Told y'all that I'm six foot, but with the money stamming, I'm ten. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Another Turnover, the basketball podcast where a basketball fan with zero basketball credibility gives his opinions on what's going on in the NBA. Opinions that nobody asked for. As always, I'm your host, Mr. Chris Aaron Murphy, aka AA Ron. And ladies and gentlemen, let's just jump right into it. Folks, we are back. Another episode of Season 3, Episode 4. This is now the 50, was it 54th episode total I've done. So, man, we're just we're powering through every single week. But I want to jump right in because we have a lot to talk about. And a lot to talk about with one particular team. Let's go right in. We have to talk about the Brooklyn Nets, a.k.a. The Brooklyn Mess. So this past Tuesday, a lot has happened in uh, NBA news, specifically, like I said, with the Brooklyn Nets. So let's kind of dive right into that. So this past Tuesday, the Brooklyn Nets announced that they decided to fire or mutually agree to let go of their head coach, Steve Nash. So now there was a show that said that if the Nets get off to a slow start, Steve Nash was probably getting fired can't quite put my finger on what show that was (laughs) no i mean this wasn't much of us much of a surprise we we kind of saw this coming uh like i said last week and the week before that if the brooklyn nets got off to a poor start which they started off two and five which i mean seven games into an 82 game season i know it seems a bit drastic but we we kind of saw this coming so uh gm sean marks you know said that him and he and steve nash Kind of thought it was the right time to, you know, kind of part ways. Like I said, mutually agree to part ways. Steve Nash thanked the team for an amazing experience over the past two and a half years. Uh, they did win one playoff series. Um, they had that classic playoff series game going uh, seven games against the eventual champions, Milwaukee Bucks in 2021, where KD hit that shot. If only, if only his foot was a little bit smaller. Brooklyn Nets probably would have won that. Well, they would have won that game, but... Like I said, they won a playoff series. They got swept and embarrassed last year against the Boston Celtics in that first round. But all that to say, lots of the Brooklyn Nets' struggles were not on Steve Nash. I mean, not everything was his fault. Obviously, injuries, can't control that. It's part of the game, not the coach's fault. James Harden, that trade, that trade to Brooklyn, and then the trade outside of Brooklyn, not his fault. Really didn't have a whole lot to do with that either. Um, the situation with Kyrie, which we're going to get into him a little bit more, but his vaccination status and other things that have happened with Kyrie, those are kind of out of Steve Nash's hands. So yeah, he, he had probably arguably the most talented roster in the NBA over his two and a half, you know, two and a half year tenure with the Brooklyn Nets, but it was ridiculed with a lot of outside factors. So I wouldn't place all the blame on Steve Nash for why they're in the position that they're in. But he gets some of the blame, partial blame. But, you know, I I was off the record saying this as well before I started the podcast that Steve Nash wasn't the right decision or the right 
coach, you know, had, had the right fit for this Brooklyn Nets team. You know, he, he had no coaching experience at any level. You know, I'm not talking like, you no know, high school, college, little league, any, anything like that. He had no head coaching experience whatsoever. I just never thought he was the right personality to lead that particular team. Not to say that he might not be a good head coach somewhere else, like maybe a team that's rebuilding. But for that particular team, I didn't think he was the right coach. Um, and I, like I said, said that off the record well before I got the podcast. But he was great in his advisory role with the Golden State Warriors from a few years ago. That's kind of where the connection between him and Kevin Durant kind of got started um, as far as, you know, their relationship from, you know, what the reports are saying. But he was great in that particular role. I mean, obviously, the KD-led Warriors were, you know, incredibly successful, you know, going to the championship three years in a row, winning two of those. So they were they were pretty solid. But I'm just not surprised that it didn't work out. I'm not surprised that Steve Nash got fired. I just never felt he was the right fit for that team. But and related to that, as far as the Brooklyn Nets, now obviously there's a head coaching vacancy. Well, the reports are that suspended head coach of the Boston Celtics, Ime Udoka, is the front runner for the job. Actually, I mean, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN NBA insider, that deal should be finalized at any time now. Ime Udoka will be the next head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. And I did not see that coming one bit. Like, he was obviously, you know, we talked about, you know, the situation, you know, earlier in the in the season about Ime Udoka being suspended for a consensual but improper relationship with a female subordinate on the Celtics staff. And the Celtics, you know, with their investigations and what they found, you know, with the power dynamic, I have the, I have, actually have the uh, the article pulled up here, um, which said that with the power dynamic associated with a superior's improper relationship with a staff member, that was the primary finding and a policy violation cited in the law firm's report, which was commissioned by the Celtics and completed in September. So basically, like I said, inappropriate consensual relationship, you know, with a female subordinate. And that is what caused the Celtics to suspend him for the year. Now, I was of the belief or my personal opinion on the whole thing was why didn't they just fire him? I, I feel as if, you know, with that issue, he probably just should have been fired, right? Like, I mean, that's kind of how I felt about it. It was it definitely set a weird precedent for suspending him for the year. You never really see that for that particular situation. Um, I just felt he should have been fired. I mean, I'm never going to advocate for somebody to lose their job. I want that. Let me backtrack that. But I felt as if for breaking team policy, that should have warranted him, warranted him being let go. But they didn't let him go. He is, you know, he was suspended for the year. You know, I, like I said, I felt he should have been let go. I felt he should have been punished. But I don't necessarily believe that Ime Yudoka should never coach again in the uh, NBA. I, you know, felt he should probably have another job at some point. He took the Celtics to the finals in his first year as head coach. And they struggled in the beginning of last season, if you remember. But Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown have both been on the record of saying this is a bit weird and bizarre that they're going to let him go to a rival but a rival in the same exact division they both play in the Atlantic division so they're going to let him go to the Brooklyn Nets now is Ime Yudoka going to be the savior of the Brooklyn Nets probably not they've got some personnel issues especially on the defensive end that they probably 
well, they really need to address. And I don't think Ime Yudoka is going to fix all of that in his uh, with his hiring. But it just seems kind of bizarre. Like it seems kind of bizarre that the Celtics are going to let him go, uh, you know, and not you know cause any sort of strife with him leaving to go to a rival. So seems a bit weird but that is the situation now it hasn't been officially announced as of yet but like i said according to adrian rojanowski it is in the works but last thing that i gotta talk about with the nets they have been in the headlines all week we have to talk about kyrie irving uh kyrie irving is under fire for um a tweet that he linked to a book with anti-semitic tropes um, and a lot of people are, you know, giving him some, you know, giving him some flack for that, and deservedly so. Um, he's under heavy scrutiny from the Jewish community. You had uh, a group of people from the, uh, I believe, Jewish organization, anti-hate organization, if I'm not mistaken, uh, basically sitting in the front row of the Brooklyn Nets game the other day with, you know, basically saying, you know, uh, I can't exactly remember, standing up against anti-Semitism or something along those lines as uh, was on their t-shirt. But he is under heavy scrutiny from, like I said, the Jewish community, the Brooklyn Nets, as well as Adam Silver, who is the commissioner of the NBA, who also is Jewish. But Kyrie Irving said in a quote today, he took responsibility um, for the tweet. And I have it pulled up here. He says, I take my responsibility for posting that. Some things that were questionable in there or untrue. Like I said, in, in the first time you guys asked me, you guys being the media, when I was sitting on that stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary, so I take my responsibility. So he took responsibility for the post, but didn't offer any sort of apology for posting it. So that's kind of the distinction there with Kyrie Irving. But, you know, Irving and the Nets have both agreed, agreed to uh, donate $500,000 each to anti-hate causes. Um, Adam Silver is on the record as of today, recording this Thursday night, as of today, saying that he wants a bit more from Kyrie Irving. And I believe I have that uh, pulled up here where he says, while we appreciate the fact that he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism and other forms of discrimination, I, being Adam Silver, am disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harm harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize so that is the situation where we are at with Kyrie Irving and the um the tweet that he sent out you know and this is my take I'm not necessarily going to get too deep into you know the book or the movie that he posted because I don't really know anything about it at all but it just seems as if there's always something with Kyrie Irving like there's always something going on that causes him to be a distraction or have negative impacts on the team you know it just it, it and it's always something non-basketball related as well it's not like he gets into a fight with a teammate or a player on an opposing team or anything like that it just seems as if Kyrie Irving is always in the headlines for something causing some sort of distraction you know it seems as if his main priority isn't always basketball which there is more life than basketball I don't want that to be misinterpreted but the Nets pay you to play basketball and again i am all for players using their platform and speaking out for you know issues that they believe in that should be applauded i mean remember a couple of years ago when demar Derozan and kevin love you know both spoke out about their mental health journey and they were applauded for that and deservedly so they should have been but it shouldn't have negative implications on the team when you are speaking out 
or speaking up for any particular issue. And that's where it seems, you know, with Kyrie Irving, you know, with, you know, the flat earth stuff, you have, you know, now this coming up, uh, just comments and things that he's made, you know, the ant you had the, uh, the vaccine issue last year it just always seems as if he's in the headlines for something that has negative implications on the team itself so i will never like i said uh you know oppose a player using their voice uh for for good and making positive change but kyrie irving just seems to always be in the headlines for something negative and distracting which I am not surprised that he did not get a contract extension from the Brooklyn Nets. He should. He he has the talent. He is a max contract player. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He has the talent, but is he worth the other things that come alongside his talent? That's for the Nets and other teams to answer. That's just my opinion on the matter. But let's transition away from the brooklyn nets i've spent a whole 12 minutes talking about the brooklyn nets here uh, but before we transition you know i got to talk about the nfl specifically i got to talk about leather brains telling i mean telling you this is my favorite football podcast my favorite fantasy football podcast it's the perfect mix between information and entertainment and if you want to learn all things nfl and fantasy football you have to tune in uh every episode is full of fun and laughs and the advice that my friends uh matt and hunter will give you will help you tremendously in both your dynasty and your league as a whole but the show's a much a must listen search for leather brains with a z on youtube or your favorite podcast app and i promise you you will not regret it but like i said let's transition so i want to talk a little bit about Kawhi leonard you know obviously if you know me in real life you know i am a huge san antonio spurs fan and Kawhi leonard obviously broke my heart but i'm over it now i'm, I'm healed i am healed from that but <laughs> Um, I wanted to talk about Kawhi Leonard missing this upcoming road trip against San Antonio and Houston, um, and actually the games that he has missed already so far in the season. Clippers have only played eight games, and Kawhi Leonard has only played in two of those games. So he had a partial ACL tear in June of 2021 in the playoffs when they were playing Utah, if I'm not mistaken, and he had surgery for that not long afterwards. He missed all of last season, the 2021-2022 NBA season, and came back this year and played, like I said, two out of their first three games and has not played since. And the Clippers now stand at four and four on the season. But I basically want to talk about Kawhi Leonard. And in the context of for as much as we talk about Anthony Davis, you know, missing games, you know, Kawhi Leonard has missed a ton of games. And, you know, it's typically it's load management, injury management, you know, resting for back to backs. You know, he misses a lot of games, especially since, you know, leaving San Antonio and when he was in Toronto. Ever since then, he's missed a ton of games. And it's, you know, we give we give Anthony Davis a hard time. We nickname him Street Clothes. Well, if Anthony Davis is Street Clothes, Kawhi Leonard owns the store that he bought those clothes from. I mean, if there's any inclin inclination of him being hurt, he's going to be out. Uh, you know, I've always believed there's been a difference of, you know, playing hurt versus playing injured. But like I said, Kawhi Leonard, if anything is going on with him, it just seems like he's going to sit for the maximum amount of time, you know, possible. So it's, you know, oh, sprained wrists, you know, it's one to three week recovery. Oh, he's taking the three weeks, probably going to take the fourth and fifth week just to make sure, you know, he's good to go. And I'm, I'm not like, I, I want to make sure I'm clear about this. If you are injured, you should not play. Like, you should not be pressured into playing. You should not play. 
But if you are hurt, the extent of what you are hurt, if you are able to push through, I feel as if you should. That's just, you know, my opinion. You know, if it's an injury that's not going to get worse with you playing, you should probably play. But obviously, I have never been in that situation. I'm not an NBA player, so I can't necessarily speak to, you know, how he feels when he is playing. But my opinion, um, I'm not questioning Kawhi Leonard's heart. He is a two-time champion, a two-time finals MVP, and an all-star. But at the same time, you have to necessarily question is there something, you know, is there some anxiety or some sort of worry that's, you know, causing him to miss so many games? Like, I don't necessarily know if that's the case, but it just seems odd, you know, for him to, you know, have surgery over all, nearly a year and a half ago, and he's still dealing with the ramifications of that you know, that knee surgery. So I understand the team being cautious, wanting him to play when it comes playoff time. It just seems weird. So I'll just, I'll leave it at that. But let's get into, I want to briefly talk about the uh, Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo. I just basically want to give them some flowers. 7-0 and right now. I believe they're the only undefeated team left so far in the early stage of the NBA season. And they're doing that without Chris Middleton, their second best player. So that is pretty impressive. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo is averaging 33 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, shooting 57% from the field. You have Drew Holiday also putting in 20 points per game, 7.6 assists. You know, this is obviously my preseason NBA champion, and they are looking good. So I want to basically give them some flowers. Uh, they have had some pretty solid victories as well. If I'm not mistaken, they have played. Let me see here. I thought I had it pulled up here. Who have they beat so far? I mean, they beat the Pistons. They've beaten the Pistons twice already, which obviously the Pistons aren't that great. But they beat the Hawks. You know, the Knicks are decent. They've beaten the Nets. Nets have had their struggles. Beat the 76ers in the season opener. Um, so they, they've beaten some solid teams so far to be 7-0. and So I'm feeling good so far, feeling good about the Milwaukee Bucks going back to the NBA Finals and winning the NBA Finals. But early, very early. I'm not going to get too excited yet. But I want to also take a look at some of the notable games from uh, the past week. Uh, some pretty solid games that have happened so far. So Monday, you had the Utah Jazz defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 121-105. to This is actually the second time that they beat the Grizzlies. And I have the Grizzlies as, my, as being number one in the West this year. And I'm not feeling too confident about that at all. But Laurie Markkinen put in 31 points and 11 rebounds in that game. So they are winning surprisingly <laughs> everybody expected them to tank and you know they were you know gonna tank for Victor Wembanyama and all that stuff and obviously it's still early but the Utah Jazz pretty solid so far like what I've seen from them uh, Tuesday you had the Miami Heat defeating the Golden State Warriors 116 to 109 this was Golden State's fifth loss on the season falling to an early record of three and five so not looking good in early on for the Golden State Warriors. I think I had them ranked third or whatever in the Western Conference. To them, the regular season is just something you got to grind and get through. I never anticipated them having the best record in the league. So I'm not too concerned as of yet with the Golden State Warriors. But that being said, Steph Curry is leading the team in points, assists, rebounds, and steals. So he going to need some help. Going to need some more production from the rest of the team. But... 
that happened on Tuesday. Wednesday's game was the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Boston Celtics, which this game I got to watch in its entirety. Um, and this game was really good. This was actually a rematch from last week. Um, the Cavs and the Celtics played this game from Wednesday, went into overtime. The game that they played last week also went into overtime. So uh, the Cavs beat the Celtics both times uh, this Wednesday, 114 to 113. Came down to a last second shot by Mr. Jalen Brown, who unfortunately obviously missed that shot. But I have really liked what I've seen from Cleveland and uh, Donovan Mitchell as well. Obviously, I've talked about Donovan Mitchell multiple times on the show. Well, I, I haven't necessarily been high on Donovan Mitchell as your number one option, but the collection of talent that they have with Darius Garland, he came back against uh, the Celtics last night um, in that game. Their defense, especially on the front court, Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, and their perimeter defense isn't bad either. They, they're they solid. I could see them making a pretty deep playoff run. I think I had them ranked... What did I have them preseason ranked? I had the Cleveland Cavaliers ranked third actually so I have them having a pretty solid season because they they look good the collection of what they have right now it looks pretty good I forgot Karis LeVert is on the team as well and he dropped 40 points the other day um, so solid solid production from them um, could this be an Eastern Conference preview between the Celtics and the Cavaliers possibly I could see it but I guess we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see, right? But those were some of the notable games of the weeks that I, uh, like I said, I particularly enjoyed um, from this past week. But before we wrap up here, we got to talk about the marquee matchups. Marquee matchups obviously are a game that we all play every single week. And you're able to vote for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's games of that week on Instagram, Twitter, you can send me an email at another turnover at outlook.com. Obviously, we are all playing, well, not me, but everybody is playing marquee matchups for a chance to win a $50 Fanatics gift card by December 12th. So make sure you tune in, make sure you're engaged on social media. Um, right now, I believe Jason is leading with 14 points. Last week, points were worth double. So every game you get correct is two points. Last week, every game was worth four points. So, but pretty close. It's anyone's uh, anyone's uh, matchup to to win. So last week we had the Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the Los Angeles Lakers. You had the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Atlanta Hawks, and the Cleveland Cavaliers defeating the New York Knicks. I had picked two of the three correct. I thought the LA Lakers were going to get. At the time, we're going to get their first victory against the Minnesota Timberwolves. They have two victories as of now, so the Lakers on the come up. But um, unfortunately, did not pick that game correctly. But two out of three ain't bad, right? Two out of three ain't bad. So this week, the games that we got coming up. So Friday's game will be the Portland Trailblazers taking on the Phoenix Suns at home. You have the New Orleans Pelicans taking on the Atlanta Hawks. And then you have the Chicago Bulls playing against the Toronto Raptors on Sunday. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the, let's see. Oh, I have my picks pulled up here. I'm going to go ahead and go with the the Suns. I'm going to take the Suns at home. I'm actually going to take the Atlanta Hawks against the Pelicans at home as well. And then I'm actually going to go with the Raptors at home against the Chicago Bulls. I never typically, I'm not, I've never been too high on the Raptors, but they've been solid so far this year. So I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, and go with the Raptors on the road or excuse me at home on Sunday. So Suns, Hawks, 
Raptors. That's who I got. Make sure you get your picks in. But ladies and gentlemen, that is all the show I have for you fine folks today. I hope you enjoyed. If you could do me a favor, do all the good things like share, subscribe, leave comments. I am looking forward to an incredible slate of games this weekend and a good weekend in general. But I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe. Get to do the things you want to do. And I can't wait to see you next week. Should I been through? So I put it all in that rear view. Clean money in a black whip. Got old problems with the friends new. Yeah, I'm in the big leagues. Told her don't miss me. Ballin' like Houston. Ayy, feeling like Whitney. Yeah, I need a bag, bruh. Send it through quickly. I'm making his dog. Like I'm in the big leagues. Yeah, told him I'ma hit it out of stands. I deserve another.